0: All right, welcome back. We got a big hour ahead. Somebody's Mm -hmm. going out in the hot seat in a few minutes, Al, and Mm -hmm. we're just going to have a final blitz to see who's getting tickets that we are valuing conservatively at $5,000. Oh, absolutely. Tickets in the Novakir luxury box. But, Al, there are always some major moral issues associated with big games. Right. And that's when I go to the smartest man we book on this show. He runs the Villanova Law Department, and he was a big executive with the Green Bay Packers. Packers. His name is Andrew Brandt. He is also brilliant on Twitter. Andrew Brandt is out alive with us right now. Hi, Andrew.
1: Always a pleasure, guys, especially now. You've got this great team in the Final Four. I watched the Sixers last night. All this winning, Angelo. What do you guys talk about? There's no venting. There's
0: oh, there no complaining. Is, there's a lot. I've been bitching all morning and I will not stop now. I'm gonna be I haven't even said anything about this. I was off when the story broke. So the Niners, one of their top linemen, Charles Omenyu, has yeah. been accused of domestic assault, which is a zero tolerance issue in the NFL. But they're allowing him to play Sunday because there is investigation going on. Andrew, internally, you ran the Packers, internally. Is that a difficult decision? What goes into weighing what he did versus his value in the biggest game of the season?
1: Yeah, well, it matters. Greater talent, greater tolerance. This is a guy that I guess has some value for them, and they're kind of putting it under the rug and saying they'll deal with it. They made some statement that we're aware of it and we'll deal with it, which really means we're pissed about it, (laughs) but we're trying to deal with it internally. As far as him missing the game, that would be a team matter because, as we know, league matters take forever on these domestic issues. I mean, Deshaun Watson took 18 months to get to the league's attention. So I think we're going to just see how they deal with it, see what his status is, whether there's any punishment in terms of not playing much, being inactive, or they'll deal with it after the season when there's going to be penalties from the league, perhaps going forward.
0: but but Andrew, internally, right? Yeah. if you have evidence that indicates that something did happen, is it difficult to place the the outcome of a game or you know the moral backing of a team over you know what he actually did and the anger you may feel for that? How tough is it to weigh
1: that? I think we all have to be realistic here. I mean, in that building in all four of those buildings right now in the semifinals, football, football, and these things are pushed aside. And as immoral as it seems, as people would like to make it bigger deals, they're just not going to do that this week. Hmm. Now, what's interesting is he's not a top player, so is there going to be internal discipline, as I mentioned, such as he's inactive? Obviously, if this was Debo Samuel, there'd be no issue on that. But these are the kind of things that the reality of sports and the reality of life happens, where you have different punishments, different reactions, different levels of production for your people.
0: Yeah, you, know, you know, no one will admit it, but I know you're right about that, Andrew. Yeah, you know, the Lane Johnson, the, the best matchup in this game. Is Lane Johnson injured facing Nick Boza? Now, we have a story that just came out the other day saying that he understands, Lane understands that playing injured, playing after three concussions, there may be a price to pay down the line. Does the team converse with the player about that? Do they converse about what's going to happen a year or two or five or ten from now when they're getting ready for the biggest game of the year?
1: No, I do think these discussions happen at some point during the year, not now. Maybe in the off-season about trying to prevent risks going forward. Listen, everybody listening knows and their children, it's all about the present and having dealt with players throughout my career, they're worried about the next game, the next practice, the next contract. No one's worried about how they're going to feel in 15 years. No one's worried about whether they're going to be foggy and forget their keys in their 40s. This is not something that's addressed because it's the here and now. People are looking at five minutes in front of their face. That's the thing with athletes, and that's when you talk about the Tua situation, some of these other players that seem to go back into the game. Of course they want to play. Of course everybody wants to play from sixth grade until until their forties. So the question is, who are the adults in the room stopping them from playing? Can you imagine a Philadelphia team doctor saying to Lane Johnson, you're not going to play? And the reaction of him, his team, the fans, the media, that hasn't happened. And I'm wondering if somewhere down the road, the medical takes over looking out in the future for that because Again, this is a business, and the best business for the Eagles right now is having Lane out there no matter how compromised.
0: Do you see how you're getting real answers here that you would not get (laughs) from anybody in the game of football? All right, true or false, Andrew Brandt, the biggest star of the Eagles in 2022 season, Howie
1: Roseman. I've known him 30 years he's done a masterful job this year. So much to the point where I'm sure you're talking about, they come out with these coach of the year candidates and you can't even find Nick Sirianni yep. who was 14 and one with his starting quarterback. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, the voters, whoever there are people around the league, see that this team is so loaded. They're not even going to give the coach of the year recommendation. They're loaded. They're stacked. You know, Angela, I said this before the game last week when people were talking about the Giants' mystique and all going on the road and all that crap. I'm like, listen, maybe Saquon Barkley, maybe Dexter Lawrence. That's it. So at least 20 of the 22 starting positions favor the Eagles. Think about that. Wow. You've got, you've got two teams in the playoffs, and everybody's talking about the Giants. I'm like, the Giants have no chance of beating this team. The talent gap is so stark between those two teams, the Eagles would have to screw up everything to lose that game. And I'm not a gambler, but that was the easiest one of any of the games because look at what I just said. The talent gap, you could make an argument that Lawrence and Barkley wouldn't even start. So that's 20 or 22 of the 22 positions that favor the Eagles. And uh, but that was the
0: answer was true, he just gave us, for what I asked him. Uh, in uh, in yes. a minute, I'm going to have you uh, pick this game because you have made national headlines with how accurate your picks have been. But I have one more for you because you had this job. So you're, it's the offseason. Ruben's standing here, too, and he was in the same position. It's the offseason, yeah. and Howie Roseman's on the line. Why are you even taking the call being how he fleeced Tennessee out of A.J. Brown. He's like, do you even want to talk to this man?
1: I think that might be an issue. You know, I'll just say this quickly. I've said it many times on your show. People talk about the prototype for GMs being scouts, and that's what usually happens. All these guys hired now by Tennessee and Arizona, they come from scouting backgrounds. Okay. And that's great. But when you have someone from my background, Howie's background, finance, negotiating business, you're going to have a competitive edge in trade negotiations and contract negotiations because Howie's negotiating with, and I don't mean this pejoratively, football people. And football people just don't have backgrounds in serious negotiations. He's fleeced many teams, and the, the one prominent one is the Saints. And it's just seems to me like this has to be around the league right this has to be like hey Howie what are you trying to get on me now because he's done such a masterful job with that he's good at his job and this shows the inequity between scout types negotiating against business types it's great
0: great answer Andrew what do you see winning this game Sunday here
1: you know I've said this is September it just seems like it's the Eagles' year and everybody else is living in it. I just think that this fascination with Brock Purdy is going to end. I think he threw the ball to Diggs a couple times last week that was dropped. I just think this is a superior team we have here this year. I know, obviously, we're all biased, but this is a better team. And before the playoffs, I picked Eagles and Bengals in the Super Bowl, and I'm sticking with that. I just think they're the Best wow. put-together toge- put teams right now. But last thing, Angelo, we're in the sort of the end of days here for, for championship games played at home, so enjoy this. I think the NFL will move to neutral side games. I think they'll have three Super Bowls instead of one, instead of one every year. I think that's coming. I, I know people don't like it, but yeah. I think this was a test case with Atlanta. It didn't happen, but it's going to happen at some point.
0: Andrew, you are awesome. I love everything you say. You've given us all great hope and given us great insight. Thank you as always, Andrew.
1: Thanks, Angela. People are asking. I do these reels on, what is it, Instagram? My students do this? Yeah. (laughs) Andrew Brandt, too. So everyone check that out. Check it out. Thank you, Andrew. (laughs) Great stuff.